Welcome back. This is the Daily Thunder Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Woods. I am joined tonight by my guy, Daily Thunder beat writer, Brandon Rabar. Brandon, how are you, man? I am actually sick right now, but hey, the show must go on, and that's including the Daily Thunder Podcast. <laughs> that's right. Uh, last, uh, last game, I was out later than normal it threw our entire schedule off and tonight we're gonna we're gonna fight through a little bit of uh, a little bit of sickness but Darius Baisley's here to cure everything um actually he's not nine turnovers tonight although he played really 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 well on the offensive end uh led the team with 17 points three of four from the three-point line was not expecting him to come out and look so nice on the offensive end. I will say, not not just on this show, but there, I would say this show has been a reflection of the overall mood of Thunder fans towards Darius Baisley. Just a little down and hoping to see more. Excited about potential, but wanting to see more of it. Um, and tonight, he plays his first game since March 4th, and he was, uh, I would say, better than much better than I expected him to be after such a long break. 17 points, nine boards, and five assists. Yeah, and he was hitting his shots. That's the thing with, with Bays. We know he can rebound. We know he can block shots. Uh, we know he's got some some skill as a ball handler and those things, but he hasn't been finishing this season. You know, He's been shooting under 30% from three on over five attempts per game. And he hasn't been finishing so hot at the rim. But tonight, came out, hit his first three threes, ended up three for four from three, went seven for 12 from the field, ended with 17 points, five assists, nine rebounds. Solid stat line all the way around. He looked sharp, except, and he admitted this in the post game, the turnovers. He had nine turnovers. So he's actually really close to a triple-double uh, with the nine turnovers <laughs> and nine rebounds. <laughs> but overall, a, a really solid game back from Darius Baisley for sure. And led the led the team with 35, 35 minutes, almost thirty six minutes. Like he, I mean, he's he's all the way back. Like he's playing a ton. He, I would assume he'll he'll continue to play big minutes going forward. Also, Lou Dort was back tonight, uh, his first game in uh, about ten days uh, following a, a concussion. So. Good to see him back on the floor. He had 15, uh, five boards, um, hit a couple threes. Uh, another, you know, solid night from from Teo. Uh, another couple threes for him. Um, but as we've seen, like the Thunder have been dead last in both offensive and defensive rating over the last couple weeks. Like they are, they are struggling, and it's due to the all you know all the turnover in the lineup and. Playing, uh, playing a lot of young guys, G League guys, guys that they've just brought in that they want to get a look at. The plan is working. Um, I was, I didn't know that they were dead last in both offensive de- and defensive rating uh, over the last couple of weeks until yesterday. But it does, 
confirm what we're looking at on the floor. Like they struggle to score and they struggle to stop teams from scoring. Yeah. And it's, you know, when you're missing your two best players and there's no doubt about it, Shea and Al Horford were the two best players. And then you have other starters missing between Baisley and Dort for this long. And then George Hill was supposed to be a starter. It's going to happen. I actually think that the team played pretty well tonight, considering no SGA and Horford and Muscala. Uh, the 76ers are are really, really good, even without Simmons and Curry. And you just go down the line. They just have good players all the way across the board. Uh, this is a really good team. And the Thunder, you know, if you don't judge against what competition they're playing against, you know, they played really well. Besides the turnovers, they shot well. They they got created good shots. I thought they played hard defense, but you're playing against some really tough shot makers. Uh, it was really just the turnovers that was, to me, the reason why the game was such a blowout. If it wasn't for that, I think the return of Baisley and Dort and how well they played tonight would have made this uh, a little bit too close for comfort for some Thunder fans. Yeah, no doubt. And like you're saying, the first quarter, they lo- Oklahoma City lost by 12. The fourth quarter, they lost by 10. Second and third quarters, they lost a, They lost by one each. Like, they, they played them pretty much straight up, uh, those middle quarters. And that was thanks to the bench. Like, they they outscored they outscored Philly's bench, uh, let's see, uh, 47-43. They got, they got a good lift off of the bench tonight. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I thought Ty Jerome played well. Uh, he had a couple really, really nice passes. I he also got knocked in the in the head. I think he took an elbow to the head and was bleeding at at one point. Um, came back and looked fine. Um, especially after guys going out recently with concussion stuff, I was glad to see him like be able to continue playing. As someone that did not continue playing after just eight minutes was Poku, and that was due to I believe right arm soreness was what was listed. Um, did you hear anything post game? Uh, about that? Yeah, Mark Dagnall said that he tried to give it a go. He was feeling uncomfortable before the game, but, you know, he had to go out. He said that, that since there's two days in between their next game, hopefully Poker will be in a better place. So to me that sounded like, you know, at least that's a positive. At the worst, it's day-to-day. And whether he's hitting shots or not hitting shots, or whether he's making these incredible passes or some incredible turnovers, uh, it's it's a lot more fun to watch the Poku experience. So that's why I'm glad we at least got Lou Dort back tonight because it kind of helped to to replace the Poku experience with the Lou Dort experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another guy we should mention is is Tony Bradley against his former team in Philly, seven of eleven uh, from the from the floor. Uh, another solid night rebounding the ball. He had 14 boards, um, finished with 16 and 14. I thought he was solid. Yeah, the Thunder have two interesting prospects in Tony Bradley and Moses Brown. I think we all got hyped about Moses Brown and for good reason with all the rebounds and, and shot blocking and, and the double-doubles that he was putting up. But Bradley's a more refined player at this point. He's a little mm-hmm. bit older. Uh, you know, He was taken late first round. Moses was undrafted. And a lot of that just has to do with the fact that Bradley is, <clears throat> at this point, just he just kind of finishes better. He has more touch, um, you know, smarter decisions with the ball, all those things. Doesn't seem to rush himself at all. 
he looks like an NBA player. Moses Brown just oozes with potential because of that size. But Bradley's the better player probably overall right now. Uh, Moses' ceiling, I think, is higher. Uh, but I'm really curious to see what the Thunder do because neither of them are shooters. And, you know, the new era of Thunder basketball, they want shooters one through five on the floor. And the two young centers that they have right now, Moses and Bradley, neither of them are shooters. So I'm really curious. I feel like only one's going to stick around in a backup role mm-hmm. uh, for the long haul. And I'm not sure which one that's going to be yet. Yeah, I agree. And what did you think about Jalen Horde tonight? He played, I mean, he's getting a lot of minutes. He's not putting up huge numbers, but I don't know. Maybe they're just taking a look at him and, and he'll move on after the year. Have you seen anything that makes you think he'll be around for longer than just the end of the season? No, you know, I think it's exactly what that is. When they gave Moses the the real contract, they needed to give somebody yeah. uh, a contract. And I think you know, Horde makes sense. Sam Presti did a lot of scouting in the G League bubble. Mm-hmm. He was there for a long time. We had noticed Steve McGeehee from Channel 9 and I, we sit by each other at these Thunder games. Uh, but we had noticed that uh, Sam Presti hadn't been at a Thunder game in quite a while. Mm-hmm. So come to find out, he was at the G League bubble. So I just kind of feel like I trust whatever Sam Presti saw in guys like Justin Robinson and, and Jalen Horde. From all the G League bubble watching he did, those were the guys that he decided to bring up. Uh, I'm with it. You know, if if, if Presti sees or something, and, and they've each shown a little something, you know, and, and what the Thunder are trying to do, just look at a bunch of young guys, turn the roster, see what sticks, see if anybody has anything like a Moses Brown uh, to where they show out and possibly stick around for a little bit longer. I think that's what they're doing with Horde and Robinson right now. So Oklahoma City uh, drops their sixth in a row. Um, that is a that is a welcomed phrase at this time of the year. Um, they uh, they move past. Uh, hold on, let me reset this. Yeah, they moved past uh, Toronto. Uh, Toronto, or sorry, moved underneath. I, I should say Toronto. Uh, Toronto blew the doors off of Cleveland tonight. Washington got a really big win last night. We were talking about this. Uh, we were talking about this in the uh, in the group chat last night. Uh, big win for the Wizards over the Warriors. Um, the Warriors get to 19 wins. Cleveland's sitting at 19 wins, and Oklahoma City's at 20. Um, so th- those are your teams at five and six. Oklahoma City's at seven uh, right now, and to- and Toronto now moves to uh, let's see, 21 wins. So I think Oklahoma City is doing a really, really good job right now of, of exploring the roster and losing games. We've been looking for this uh, all year, and, and it's, they, they are really committed. It feels like this is going to be kind of the, their uh, mode of operation the rest of the year. And so they are gunning for one of those bottom five records. And with Cleveland continuing to play – Sexton and Garland and Kevin Love now, like Okoro, they're they're playing guys that they are invested in huge minutes. Obviously, they're they're playing. I just think they have a much better chance of picking off two or three wins over the last remaining few weeks than Oklahoma City does. If Shea's going to sit the rest of the year, and obviously we don't know that for sure yet, but if he's going to sit 
and what and Oklahoma City is going to put on the floor, kind of what we saw tonight, I think they have a really, really good shot at getting to five. Yeah, I think five is the goal, and I think it's a very realistic goal. They're already so close, and there's so many games left. And, you know, the Wizards, we knew that beating the Suns on the second night of back-to-back without Bradley Bill was going to be tough. They hung in it for a half, and then it got away from them. Then they have the Jazz on Monday. That's likely a loss. You never know. But then after that, they got the Kings, the Pelicans, the Pistons, the Thunder, the Warriors, the Thunder again, the Cavaliers. Uh, So the Wizards are going to – Spurs, who've been bad lately, then the Cavaliers again after the Lakers. The Wizards are going to win more games than the Thunder the rest way, as long as Russ and Bill play, and it looks like they want to. Uh, You know, whether that's the right move or not, you could argue. But, you know, in the East, it's kind of right there for the taking, even being a couple games out of the play-in. So I think that the Thunder will pass the Wizards. The Cavs could be difficult, but they do, like you said, playing Sexton and Garland. Uh, you know, they picked up a couple of wins over the Thunder and the Spurs back-to-back, both over 20-point wins. So they have that potential now, especially yeah. with Love back. And they have an easy schedule coming up as well. The Pelicans, the Hornets, the Warriors, the Bulls, Pistons, Bulls, Hornets, Wizards, Raptors, Magic, Cavaliers – or I'm sorry, Wizards again. So – both the Wizards and the Cavs, the two teams right in front of the Thunder, have easy schedules. I really think that that five is the way to go. Maybe the Magic pick up some wins and the Thunder can climb into the fourth spot, but I doubt that. But if the Thunder end up in the five spot, you got to consider that a win when you look at how things were, you know, even yep. a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Um, so just to just so I'm clear, you said the Wizards and Cavs have two more games remaining against each other, which is huge. Yeah. So you're looking at if if the so Oklahoma City plays Washington two more times. So if you if you put both of those yep. games uh, in Washington's camp, then you're Washington right there without any other wins is at 21. Cleveland could win both of those games against Washington and be at 21. Uh, so those are those are really 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 big games. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All these games between the bottom eight teams are huge games for the Thunder moving forward. Yeah, you know, and there's certain teams like the Rockets, the Wolves, and and the Pistons probably that you're like just go ahead and and lose those games. Let the other teams that the Thunder are in contention with pick up wins because mm-hmm. the Thunder aren't likely to catch those three anyways. Exactly. Exactly. So Thunder fans, if you're looking for who to root for, and I know sometimes it can be tough. You're looking at Houston playing one of those teams. It's, it's still in the best interest for a team like Houston to lose that game uh, for a team like Toronto or Washington or Cleveland or even Orlando to pick up that win, man, I'm getting excited. It really <laughs> is. It's coming down to the, it's coming down to the wire. And, and I think, if you if you just read their entire the rest of their schedule uh, for Cleveland, that means I think that's Washington Cleveland last game of the season. Oh no, I'm sorry. I was just looking at like kind of the near future. Okay, but it just, okay. It just so happened that they both had a lot of easy games coming up. Sure. Yeah, and I know. Yeah, Washington schedule but, but, is very fair. Uh, but no, you're right though. That that was the the Wizards Cavaliers is the second to last game of the season actually so wow. and as a matter of fact the last game is yet to be determined so it could end up being the last game of the season oh that's why they play each other three more times let's go yeah that's let's huge. go 
That's massive. Because yeah. I was going to say, because I knew that the ones that I read were in the upcoming schedule. Yeah, they got they got a game there at the end too. That's that's big time. That's massive. So right now Chicago is at twenty two and twenty nine. So and they're in tenth. So uh, Washington is just three games back of Chicago for that tenth spot, and Cleveland's just three and a half. So who knows that? I mean, that's kind of a cluster that uh, that Indiana from like Indiana down to Cleveland is kind of a cluster from nine to 13. Uh, so, yeah, how how good is that? They play each other three more times. Um, yeah. Have at it. So and Oklahoma City plays Sacramento twice in that last week, as well as Golden State. So those are those are going to be very, uh, very important games uh, th- that last week could that could make or break where Oklahoma city falls. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you got to feel pretty good if the thunder end up five and then they still have a 48% chance of getting the, the rockets pick at number five or number six, you got to figure, you know, the, the odds are pretty solid that the thunder will end up with it, with the top draft pick and hopefully they end up with, with two top draft picks. It would be uh man, the, the post, the post, draft lottery night podcast if that happens will be electric Absolutely. Um, so two more things i want to hit on before we get out of here and that is uh oklahoma city opening up a roster spot for gabriel deck wanted to see uh what you knew about him yeah so i've done a lot more research on on gabriel and i actually know it's gabriel and not gabriel my apologies research uh, no, I, I said Gabriel at first too until I, I read that the correct way, uh, the European way is Gabriel Deck. And <clears throat> I, I still don't know how to say Michich, Mich, Michich. I think uh, it's Michich. And I'm not even going to try his first name yet, uh, <laughs> Michich. Uh, but I've done a lot of research on both of these guys. And I'm telling you, Michich, Michich. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, it sounds so stupid on this. I, I do think they're both CHs. I think it's Michich. Okay, Michich. Okay. Michich is legit. One of the very best players in the entire EuroLeague. The 76ers really were high on him and hoping he would come over for the last couple of years, and he didn't. And now that he's been traded to the Thunder from the 76ers in the Al Horford trade, now he's going to come over and play in the NBA. I'm sure that they are not too pumped about that. It makes that Al Horford trade that much better for the Thunder. This dude, at the very, very worst, is going to be like a primo backup point guard in the NBA. This dude is legit. Yeah, he's 27. He just turned 27, though. I mean, he can shoot. He can defend. He can pass like great. Like his his vision and his passing is is unreal. I'm not going to say it's Ricky Ricky Rubio-esque, but remember – before Rubio came over, you'd watch all those highlights of his passing and just be in awe. This was like kind of like the light version of that for me uh, with Mitchich. He was he's just he's really really good, just all around game. He can do it all. And then Deck, he's solid. He's uh, the best comparison I saw that I kind of like was that he's kind of like the European version of Kenrich Williams. He just kind of does it all and does mm-hmm. it all pretty well. Uh, maybe he's not elite in any one thing. He just has an overall Swiss Army knife skill set, and he should be again a really solid rotation player in the NBA. Both of them really nice moves. 
And we should see, will we see deck here in the next week or so? You would think so. The, the latest report I saw, and this was coming from, from Europe, some reporters over there, they're guesstimating it's going to be April 20th after the road trip. So, uh, I'm sorry, April 23rd. It would be a Friday against uh, the Wizards at home and Russell Westbrook uh, could be his, his debut after this big, long road trip the Thunder about to go on. Uh, they think that he's got to go through some different self, uh, safety and health protocols since he's coming from Europe instead of, you know, being traded from another team in the USA. Yep. So so it might be a little bit longer than, than first expected. And speaking of Washington coming to Oklahoma City, uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, he got his 11th triple-double in the last 14 games tonight. Um, he is 13 away from tying Oscar Robertson's, Oscar Robertson's all-time career mark of 181. Uh, so – we could see uh, a little piece of history at some point here concerning uh, our our old mate Russ, and one of those nights could be uh, coming up that night in Oklahoma City. Oh, he'll absolutely get a triple double in in OKC. You can pencil no that in, but, and, and that every in. Thunder fan will want him to do it too. <laughs> so I would imagine um, I would imagine you'll be at that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> absolutely going to be at that game, no, no doubt. Um, all right. Uh, first of all, Brandon, thanks so much for uh, jumping on, even though you're feeling a little down. Thunder fans, we do this for you. Okay, we do this for you. Brandon's over here fighting it out. but Just a battle over there. It's an absolute battle for Brandon. Dude, I should have had some Kleenex ready. Son, <laughs> I'm going to go blow my nose after this. I'm going to be like... I'm probably going to sound 100% better. I'm like, why didn't I do that before the <laughs> podcast instead of after the podcast? <laughs> He's playing hurt, folks. All right, Thunder fans, thanks so much for listening. Brandon, thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you a uh, couple days off. So uh, rest up a couple days off, and we'll be back. Absolutely. Um, Have a good one. Yeah, we'll be back on, uh, on uh, Tuesday. All right, thanks so much. This is the Daily Thunder Podcast.